1: Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Thank you for joining us today. Catch the podcast via the uh, Listen tab at 9890answer.com. Hover over Listen. You'll see Podcast. Click on that. You have to page down. I think I'm uh, about halfway down on the list of hosts. The local hosts come after the national hosts. So check that out, 9890answer.com. Uh, you might have caught the uh, start of the Salem Media Network sports update. I'm uh, remiss. I'm uh, remiss. So far in the show, I've gone an entire hour, and I haven't discussed uh, the U.S. Women's National Team soccer loss to Sweden on Sunday. Uh, If you're a parent and you have teenagers, you know how impossible it is to get teenagers out of bed in the morning. Uh, To my surprise, I woke up Sunday morning uh, to get ready for church at about 7.30, and I was informed by uh, my oldest daughter uh, that she and her little sister... Uh, had gotten up at 4 a.m. to watch the U.S. Women's National Team uh, in the World Cup against Sweden. Now, nothing gets these kids up out of bed uh, by 7 if they don't have a pressing engagement. So for them to get out of bed, I mean, we do have DVR. (laughs) But they wanted to watch it live. And they gave me the blow-by-blow on the U.S. Women's National Team's loss to Sweden. That they dominated the game and that they uh, went to penalty kicks because they, neither team could score and that uh, they lost the game in penalty kicks and that the uh, game-turning moment in penalty kicks came when the formerly purple, now green-haired Megan Rapino missed the goal entirely on a penalty penalty kick that would have given the U.S. women's national team the victory. And so this, as you heard, is the earliest exit ever from the World Cup for the U.S. women's national team. Um, they were trying to win the cup for the third straight time. And so I think, you know, I'm a patriot, and I'm a, I'm a USA guy, and so I think it would be appropriate for me now to... Uh, While we don't typically talk sports, it would be time for me to spend the appropriate amount of time uh, expressing my uh, heartfelt regret and disappointment over them losing the chance to win a third cup. So I'm going to take all the time now that should be devoted to expressing disappointment over the U.S. women's national team, losing in ignominious fashion. In the World Cup. Are you ready? Here it is. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate you giving me the time to express adequately how deeply I regret them face-planting on the world stage by not just Megan Rapino missing the goal entirely, but by the person after her also kicking one off the post, which followed someone else kicking wide of the goal on another occasion. Uh, I am, of course, being sarcastic. The first time I remember ever, ever rooting against a United States team on the world stage was the dream team in the Olympics. And I know this will put, you, put me at odds with a lot of you, but I love this country and I would like for our country to be represented by people who like our country or who, and this is what I found lacking in the dream team, model the values Of our country. And when the dream team went to, I think it was Barcelona in the Olympics to play in the Olympics, I found it to be the epitome of ugly American complex to send our world's best basketball players over there to stay on a yacht, not in the Olympic Village, and to goof on and mock their competition in the Olympics. I thought it gave rise to justifiability in criticizing Americans. For being egocentric. I don't think we are egocentric. But the guys who represented us on the Dream Team. I thought were. But let me just say my. Teensy weensy disappointment. In the Dream Team. Is vastly exceeded. By my. Complete and utter disgust. With a team full of. Entitled witches. Who have done nothing. Over the last what, six to ten years, but complain about how badly they are treated when they are feeded and idolized around our entire country by little girls and by good girls who otherwise, like mine, have their heads on straight. I didn't try to, nor did I tell my daughters that I exulted in the defeat of Team USA, and they don't listen to the show, so they won't hear it from me here, but uh, as many of you know, I used to um, do a radio show and a podcast after that with Chris Spielman, and Chris used to occasionally say when something like Megan Rapino missing the goal on a penalty kick would happen, he would say, God is very fair. He doesn't let everybody, he doesn't let anybody have it all. Megan Rapino has had it all. She has been an American-hating, LGBTQ-lobby-loving denier of reality and complainer about being among the privileged ever since she managed to gain a spot of notoriety in our culture. She has done nothing but disparage our country, the values of our country, and the standards of our country. And so I find it epically fitting that the last time she ever put her woke foot on a soccer ball, ostensibly but not really, representing the United States of America, she choked. She made a mistake that a decent high school soccer player doesn't make. Missing the goal entirely on a penalty kick with her team leading by one. Little advice from me to you, Megan Rapino. 100% of shots that miss the net in penalty kicks do not score. So. Sometimes the good guys win. And on Sunday morning... Sweden won. They weren't the better team, but they had, it appeared, the hand of fate upon them, or a higher power, even. And so, good. Now you got plenty of time to come back home and not learn the National Anthem and not stand for the National Anthem and not display any pride in the country whose jersey you wore while cleaning up and still making millions of dollars. And I have no doubt complaining all the way about your lot in life. Now, speaking of wokeness, I hope this next conservative organized boycott has as much success as the conservative organized boycott of Bud Light, which has taken a big bite out of Anheuser-Busch InBev's bottom line because an idiot in marketing at Anheuser-Busch decided it would be a great idea to enlarge their audience and get away from their fratty country bumpkin purchasers to send a beer can to transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Bud Light has shed hundreds of millions, if not a billion dollars in market revenue because of that decision. Harry's razors did not have nearly that hold on the razor and shaving industry. But their newest ad features a transgender man, a biological woman who cut her breasts off and appears in the ad with no shirt on, bearing the scars of the depraved surgery she underwent. And an, I think it's an actual woman, probably in keeping on brand, Harry's probably had a transgender woman, a former man, come up and caress the actual woman pretending to be a man with the breast removal scars, and the not a man yet purporting to be a man, transgender man, bragging about how he always wanted facial hair and is now shaving with Harry's razors. This has, of course, sparked outrage on the right. Hopefully, Harry's razors will be uh, plunged into economic irrelevancy because of this. And here is the CEO of Harry's razors. Listen to how he refers to Men and women, mothers and fathers, in this woke clip from a talk show explaining his corporate viewpoint of their company mission. You know, created a really sort of unbalanced dynamic um, and made the co-parenting thing really hard to actually live in practice. Um, And so, you know, that experience... You know, was, was one that led us to this conclusion that, hey, we need not just a general parental leave policy, but an equal parental leave policy um, that treats birthing and non-birthing parents equally. Um, so we've implemented that and give everybody four months, regardless of whether you're the birthing parent or the non-birthing parent. Yeah. Thanks. Um, and then last, um, we also, as a company, have always tried to sort of be socially minded and not just be about um, bottom line profits. Or reality, it appears, as instead of moms and dads, he talks about birthing parents, women, and non-birthing parents, men. They will always be men and women. Sorry, Harry. So Donald Trump has until 5 o'clock today to answer uh, prosecutor Jack Smith, who's indicted him twice. And Well, actually three times. He indicted him, then he refiled an amended indictment, then he indicted him again for January the 6th. And now Trump, who's indicted the third time for exercising his First Amendment rights to say that the election of 2020 was was rigged or stolen, he's used both, again, might not be uh, the best behavior. But to prove that Donald Trump did not believe that he thought the election was rigged, how many uh, media interviews with Trump have you seen? But it'd be easier to say, how many interviews with Trump have you seen where he hasn't contended the 2020 election was stolen? Now, I know you can say one thing and believe another, but how do you prove what a guy really believes? And particularly, Donald Trump would be among the people who's harder to prove what he really believes. I think I'd be pretty easy to prove what I believe. I've said it a lot. Donald Trump. To prove that he believes something other than what he said? How do you do that? I don't know how you do that. Good luck, Jack Smith. And people say, oh, Washington, D.C. jury. There has to be a crime for you to be found guilty of a crime. And for fraud to happen, the Supreme Court says you have to have actually stolen money from someone. Did Trump steal money from anybody when committing the, Jack Smith says, fraud of contesting the 2020 election? So Trump's got until 5 o'clock today to answer this question. Latest ridiculous wrinkle in this clear DOJ persecution of him, which now says, not only can you not contest the election, Donald Trump, you cannot post on any of your social media channels about your belief about the 2020 election. What? What? But I have no doubt this Barack Obama appointed judge and Washington DC where it voted 92 percent for Joe Biden uh, they might they might convict Trump but it won't stand because the Supreme Court will vacate it and then by the way I'm just giving you a preview of coming attractions here then if it goes to the Supreme Court wait for it the Democrats will prattle on and on and on and on and on about how well none of the judges that Trump appointed should be allowed to weigh in on this lawsuit they should all recuse themselves which they will not do of course because that's a ridiculous argument because judges, all the time deal with matters that you could argue touch the president who appointed them to the bench. You know, should Ketanji Brown Jackson have been able to weigh in on Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness? I mean, after all that was a signature legislative agenda item of Joe Biden. So Since Ketanji Brown-Jackson was appointed by Joe Biden, she should have recused herself. No, that would be a ridiculous argument, as is the argument that will be made. Mark my words, it will be made. Kavanaugh, Coney Barrett, and Gorsuch should recuse themselves from Trump's theoretical, because I'm assuming it'll happen, conviction in Washington, because he appointed them to the court. Just wait for it. And then if they don't recuse themselves, then the Democrats win again, because then they'll have another Brick in the wall of saying, see, the court is illegitimate. So, doing what you're appointed to do, ruling on cases, following the law as you are appointed to do, finding Trump's conviction, which is likely unconstitutional, the Democrats will bend all of it to try to advantage themselves. But I wanted to go back to this Democratic bootlick hack, Michael LaRosa, who appeared on Media Buzz. With Howie Kurtz, because we saw last week Devin Archer testify against, well, testify before House Oversight. And he said not only did Joe Biden call 20 times when Hunter Biden was doing the work of Burisma, but that Joe Biden had dinner, had dinner with Burisma executives and Hunter Biden. That Joe Biden had dinner with the wife of the mayor of Moscow, who, oh, by the way, with all the people Joe Biden sanctioned, during his, remember his sanctions of Russia? Oh, we're going to sanction Vladimir Putin and then he won't be able to invade Ukraine. Remember when that was the strategy? Oh, we're going to bring him to his knees. We're going to sanction all these Russian oligarchs. Do you know one of the Russian oligarchs who they didn't sanction? That's right. It was the wife of the mayor of Moscow who wired Hunter Biden millions of dollars. Shocker, right? That she wasn't among the ones sanctioned. And she had dinner with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. So we've gone from... Joe Biden, never have sp- never spoken to my son about his foreign business dealings. Never, 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 never. To, I wasn't in business with my son. To, okay, so I made phone calls, but we only talked about the weather. To, oh, okay, we had dinner, but we never discussed anything at dinner. Nothing important at dinner. I had no idea. Here's Biden in the democratic debate in 2020 listen how he describes barisma as if he never heard of it
0: nothing was unethical here's what the deal with regard to ukraine we had this whole question about whether or not because he was on the board i later learned of a barisma
1: i later learned of barisma i later learned of it like he never knew anything about it barisma called hunter get rid of this prosecutor and then joe gets rid of the prosecutor And then the Democrats say, oh, there's no inconsistencies. You haven't tied Joe Biden to anything. What about the times he said he never spoke? Well, you know, it's just the weather. So here's this hack, Michael LaRosa, on Media Buzz on Sunday. After saying Joe Biden has been more effective in two and a half years as president than any president who served four years or eight years, here is Michael LaRosa with the most inventive reason I've ever heard why Hunter Biden is innocent. This investigation has been going on from DOJ five years. That's longer than Whitewater and Monica, nearly yeah. longer than Iran-Contra. If the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney didn't find anything, I don't think Jim Comer is going to find anything there. So, the, so you see why Hunter Biden's not guilty of anything? Because the investigation took a really long time. It took five years it took longer than Iran-Contra. It took longer than Monica and Bill. So the fact that the DOJ slow-walked the Hunter Biden investigation and let the statute of limitations expire is not proof that the DOJ slow-walked the, admi- the investigation and let the statute of limitations expire. It's proof that Hunter Biden didn't do anything because it took him five years and they couldn't find anything. Not that it took him five years on purpose So they wouldn't find anything. But that the hesitancy to complete the investigation and bring charges proves Hunter Biden is innocent. I mean, you really have to be a moron to believe this and also a moron of a greater degree to put this out there and assume that the rest of us will be stupid enough to believe your lies